You're listening to Renegade Broadcasting. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you July 25th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. Please check out RenegadeTribune.com and head on over to HeathenHerbs.com for a lot of great products. I've got Sinead with me here from the start this show. And we're going to cover a lot of topics before we get into the main topic of the show here, which is going to be the plague of Julius Ebola. This is going to tie together a lot of things, and I'm really looking forward to talking about this, even though we've covered this subject so many times. It's just that this is so crucial, and you'll find, after listening to this show here, that this ties together a lot of the controlled opposition in ways that you just didn't understand before. Now you'll learn why the fasci guys are such fags. Now and under- pederasts. And pederasts. Not just fags, but also pederasts. We'll be getting to that. But first, let's talk about what's going on in the world today. Sinead, you and I don't browse the internet together always. No, we I've, should totally do that. You should only be allowed to be on the internet when I'm looking over when, your shoulder. When I have permission from yeah. my, my master, mm-hmm. okay, Master so, Kyle. So let's let's talk about um, what's going on with all of the, the protests. Have you, have you seen the worldwide yes. protests against the COVID Yes, tyranny? I have. I, I was watching some actually yesterday with our son. Um, the ones in the UK, I guess it was London. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, I saw a bunch of people with Trump flags, which makes zero sense the considering that's England. Yeah, and considering it's England. Like, right. I just, Why are you supporting? For all we know, they're putting those people out there, or there's just a few retards in the crowd. It doesn't ruin the whole thing, um, but it's just annoying to see. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? But um, that was good to see. And then I think it was France or. Italy, where they laid down their shields? That, that was maybe uh, over a week ago in, in France. Yeah, that's good to see. I hope, they I hope there's more the, of that. The protesters. Because I think what they want are obvious clashes between the two. But yeah, you saw in France that video I showed you earlier of the yellow vest getting surrounded by the police. The police I actually are trying couldn't to arrest play that them. video. Oh, okay. I didn't actually so see So what, what, what happened was this. Uh, a small sea... You know, the, the hive's under attack, so more yellow vests, mm-hmm. kind of because they're like bees. Yeah. More of them swarm around and chase off the police. You know, so a larger contingent uh, contingency of, of yellow vests mm. went in there, saved the day. But it's just, they it's something I think that they want. They want street fights, you know, between the police and protesters. 
in order to justify a lockdown, uh, in order to just cause chaos. I'm not saying you shouldn't. There's no options left. Yeah, I'm saying you should. I'm not saying you shouldn't protest this, but just be careful that you don't fall into one of their traps. Yeah, and then I've seen a lot away of, for decades. Yeah, some of the techniques that I've seen the police use are like, especially when it's a couple, they'll like harass the woman, you know, like grab her or something. So the man automatically is like, what the hell? And starts defending her. Mm-hmm. And then they all swarm on him. Yeah. Interesting. So they're like, poke, poke, poke. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And then when they react in a natural way, um, yeah, they're like, oh, oh we got to arrest you now because you're fighting the police. It might not end up yeah. so well for uh, people who are serving the Zog government and I in hope, the long run. I hope that... Look, I don't want these people that a lot of them are just collecting a paycheck. They don't. They didn't necessarily sign up to be uh, tyranny enforcers. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they did, but they weren't aware of it to this extent. Um, but I just hope that they just join in and just, like those police officers did, lay down their shields and, look, you guys, we're bowing down for BLM. I think you can take a second to stand up for the future of children. Mm-hmm. You know, and the future of everybody. Because this is it, you know. Like, if they, <laughs> once they pass this stuff, like, there's no going back. It's this crazy. It's full-on totalitarian. And it's really not good. So it's good to see people out there. I don't know, is the mainstream reporting on this at all? Or just maybe making it look like there's such bad, crazy people out there. It's, I haven't seen if they've reported on it. It's so hard for me to know because we right. don't watch Fox News, MSNBC. I saw a, a a big article from Infowars just going through all the different places, but that I could, saw Ireland had a big one. That, that could just be you know we're only seeing it in the alternative, and they're they're just completely blacking this out. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be unless surprised. unless maybe they're going to run the narrative that Super so many, so many people are spreading this because of these protests. I've actually seen headlines compared to each other. Um, one had, oh, is the gain up too loud on my mic? It just started like echoing really weird. No, no, you don't hear that. No, you look good. Okay. So, um, I saw two headlines being compared to each other. One of them was saying that, um, you know, the, the mass BLM protests were actually good for the virus, you know, like it brought the virus down. But when the people go out to these protests, those are super spreader events and they are responsible for spreading this Delta variant. Mm-hmm. God, this ugh, everyone is just so glued to the TV that they wouldn't even freaking know there was a Delta variant if they weren't being told to be afraid of it. Like, what actually has changed in our lives? Are people dropping dead all over the place? No, they're not. They're getting positive tests. Ooh, a positive test. That, oh, yeah, that's 100% cause for concern. These tests are ridiculous to begin with. Oh yeah, the whole premise on which we've known this from the designed. beginning. Yeah, but people are getting sick now, and yeah, so they're definitely because of the vaccine and because of other whatever people the hell the vaccine is the doing. so-called vaccine in in air quotes. Uh, so they're they're using that as a justification for more vaccines, and then more people will get sick. Yeah, the, the only reason that we have a spike in people getting sick, if there really is one, how are we to know? You know, right. How are we actually to know? They faked the Holocaust. Well, the flu doesn't exist dead. anymore, apparently. Right. People used to get the flu all the time. To, uh, bronchitis, you know, anything yeah. anything is just going to get relabeled. Australia had a massive protest. They, because a few people, maybe like 150 <laughs> tested positive, they're going to lock <gasps> down the whole down. country. Shut it down. Yeah. Okay, so Australia, big protests. Yeah, some people getting arrested. Now out they're there. going after them. You know, they're yeah. going to identify the ones that were out there and, and pick them up after the fact. <sighs> You had, of course, England, which you talked about. Not just London. I'm pretty sure they were all over. Greece. Yeah, Greece, big ones. Italy as well. Are there any going on here? 
Not that I no. know of. But okay. these, these, no are, America. these are really big. There are yeah. massive amounts well, of people the on the streets. Over in Europe, it's easier, you know, in a city like London for people to travel from all over um, England to, mm. to, you know, to get there. Or just even the city, um, the people that live there. But it's it's harder to organize on a countrywide basis here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I see some people out there protesting, like the White Lives Matter group and everything, but... That's not really protesting the current lockdown. Not that I think that you should not talk about white genocide, but I don't see a whole lot of uh, like racial racialist people out there really uh, speaking against no. it so much. You've got people like Greg Johnson shilling for the vaccine, Richard and, Spencer too. Yeah, I mean what Matthew Heinbach. What what fashy group has you know condemned this all? I mean, has Fed Eyes probably? I, I don't really know. Yeah, they're but, probably trying to get in on it. But you know, you just need to go free. <laughs> with uh with jason and go free by you don't have to worry yourself. about this lockdown yeah. anymore japan also had uh large protests so it's the japanese and the and a lot of these white countries finland where you're seeing a large number of, of people out there in the streets i feel like i saw something about mexico as well i even wouldn't be I d- surprised yeah even yeah. though i don't think there's as harsh restrictions down there but i think i also saw something about a protest Let me spain check. spain had a big one yeah, they're they're pretty much everywhere, but no one's talking about them except yeah. for the alternative media. And unfortunately, like most things, not not that good people involved are are to blame for this, but you have people like David Icke, you know, as as a speaker here, and people are like, oh yeah, it's the reptilian Nazis, you know. <laughs> and so it's just uh, they've got their gatekeepers still, but people people in the crowd they know what's up. You know that woman that was holding the key? Is that how you say it? Yeah, queer. Like Kibono, who? Who from who basically benefits? it's a meme from that French guy who was like, who, who are you talking about? It's a TV Keep. presenter who is questioning a French general who was talking about the tribe that owns the media. And he then he's literally said, shaking. Then he said to the guy, oh, you know them very well because the guy, the TV yeah. presenter was Jewish. Yeah. Key. Key. Who, who are you talking who about? Who are they? Who are they? Who is like, this group? You, you know who they are. <laughs> we can't allow this so to continue. Woman- <laughs> Shut the general down. Shut off his mic. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. A young, it's like. It actually was a good move to um, to not even say the, the dreaded word because it's such a trigger for people that, like, just by him saying, you know who they are, what do you mean? And, you know, seeing him get frustrated about it, yeah. I think that was, that was a nice, that was a good move. Well, it's the same thing with Van Morrison singing about uh, they own the media. Who's mm-hmm. they? Who is who, it, then? Who are you talking key, about? Key. Yeah, I saw that picture of a young woman holding up a key sign, so mm-hmm. she knows what's up. <laughs> So it's good to see that. We're also seeing protect them. Now, I, I mm. personally wouldn't do this because I'm not going to live my life in fear of the vaccinated. But for example, you've got a, a boxing gym. It's called Fearless Boxing Gym. Honestly, you know what? For a combat sports place, that's yeah. why, that's the reason why I don't even go to these open mats anymore. Because you're going to, like, I never get sick until everybody started getting vaccinated. And then yeah. I would roll with people and then I would feel like shit. Right, but I'm just saying, for my own personal life, of course, I'm not going to try to avoid, avoid the yeah. vaccinated. But if you're like doing close plague. combat, sweating yeah. on each other kind of things, you probably don't want to do that with someone that's just been shot up. It's called fearless boxing. They banned that's people good. who good. have been vaccinated against COVID. I know that that doctor had done it. I'm not sure. Maybe he was a chiropractor. Yeah, he was a chiropractor. Okay, yeah. He didn't allow any vaccinated people's office for the safety of... Uh, pregnant the, women, The too. pregnant women. Also, the, the woman who runs the school d- down in Miami, she... I don't know if you... you oh, yeah, you the private school. Yeah, they, they said that their faculty uh, should not get vaccinated. And if they do, they're going to have to, you know, 
basically find a new job. She kind of walked that back because she didn't want to be uh, having lawsuits coming at her, I but think. But it's okay for jobs to force you yeah, to get Yeah, that's a-okay. That's fine. Yeah, that but, is oh, okay. But, don't, oh, don't allow freedom of choice. We're going to sue you because you're giving your employees the freedom to choose a treatment. Well, it's to protect the, the students. Yeah. You know, people don't understand what, is, what this what this so-called vaccine is actually doing. It's yeah. causing... It's not even a vaccine in the traditional yeah. sense. No, not at all. It's a gene it, therapy. It does not meet the definition no. for vaccine, no. however you want to frame it. Not at all. And what it's doing is causing people's bodies to produce spike proteins, and it's That's making it not seems. only the person sick... I mean, this is the stated objective. Yeah. It's to turn your body into a factory for a, a disease. Because the spike protein is what is causing people to get symptoms. And then they, are, I guess, are just spreading this all over the place. Uh, Airborne transmission, it seems. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have CNN, along with a lot of other news networks and politicians and everything, we're really pushing for segregating the unvaccinating and, or making them pay for tests every day. So, so they're introducing the Vax Passport over in, in the London, UK. Yeah. And, and this is the reason that a lot of these places are erupting in protests now, yeah. like in France. They're trying to get... Uh, trying to limit people's ability to go into even just cafes, restaurants, yep. use public transport if they don't get daily COVID tests or they, they get the vaccine. Now, the reason that they're doing the uh, option of daily COVID tests is they, oh, know, the they know no one wants to pay for and sub or be subject themselves every day to, yeah, to go through all of that. So they're, they're thinking that if they just at least leave that as an option, they'll seem less tyrannical. Oh, yeah. Are even, you even though they know that people are not going to, you know, yeah. get this tested every single day. So, yeah, they, they have these guys on CNN talking about how, uh, you know, we need to have universal masking and vaccine passports here in the <laughs> United States. Universal masking. Yeah, and these all look, these people look Jewish. The of course ones, they are. Yeah, who's this? Who's this guy? Andy Slavitt. He's got to be Jewish. I mean, he, he said that uh, the Biden administration should become very aggressive and force unvaccinated workers and students to take daily tests and to cover the costs themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's just so fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it so crazy. It really is. Uh, also, they dropped the investigation into Governor Cuomo. Remember how Cuomo sent all yeah. these people with COVID who were testing positive for COVID? So maybe they were legitimately sick with something. Mm -hmm. Even if COVID is not real, they were sick with something, yeah. apparently, because that's why they went and got the test or something. Mm -hmm. He was sending all these people to nursing, homes, nursing right? homes. Same thing that Whitmer did. Remember that black guy who was beating up the yeah. old man? Yeah. That's be. That was in a nursing home. Wow. Obviously, that young black guy was not uh, a patient at the nursing right. home. He wasn't an elderly person. He's right. a young black man. The, person, the reason he was put there was because he was sick. Oh and so that's what they did in New York as well. But they, the DOJ just decided to <laughs> drop just, the investigation. Just who cares? Who cares? It who doesn't cares? matter. It's not a big deal. The, the people who are supposedly the ones who are most vulnerable need to be protected. The elderly. Just send in sick well, people. you can't go see your family, but we'll bring in a bunch of sick, feral people. Yeah. And they can, you know, beat your grandma up while you watch from outside the window because you're not allowed in. Let's talk about the entertaining little sideshow distraction, limited hangout, which was Rand Paul versus Dr. Fauci. Now, <laughs> it was somewhat enjoyable for I didn't sure. I see it. I just saw see... when that person called in and told him no, to No, get no, no. No, I'm talking about Fauci. 
Rand oh. versus Fauci, where oh, okay. where Rand was telling him, you know, he's going to be investigated for uh, lying to Congress. Oh, right, right, right. And he filed a criminal inquiry or something like this. Uh, so you're talking about the town hall. No, yeah, we're talking about Fauci. Uh, basically losing his cool. Like, I've never seen him Yeah, he was before. shaking. He was shaking his little hands. He's like, you're a liar. No, you're the liar. No, that that's not true. <laughs> so, I, I really do feel like this is a limited hang-up because Rand, Rand could have gone full steam ahead on it and Rand really provided the evidence. advocates for the vaccine. He goes, well, he did somewhat. And he went over to uh, Israel to bow at the Wailing Wall. He didn't bow, but you know what they do. They prostrate themselves before their lords and masters' office. Now, Rand has... He's been such a mixed bag. And the reason that he does stunts like this is to rope so many people mm-hmm. in. And so this was getting shared all around the social networks. And the link basically led to uh, you know, a page that was all about giving more money to Rand Paul for his next yes, election. Yes, So this is an election campaign of course, stunt. Of course it is. Come on, you guys. You really think you're going to trust politicians... Really? So it is. It is very interesting now that much of the public is convinced that Dr. Fauci was using taxpayer funds to fund "quote unquote" gain of function research into coronaviruses, which is taking animal coronaviruses and making them transmissible to human beings. And they were doing this in the Wuhan laboratory, as well as researching adrenochrome. Yeah, that was another thing that was going you on. You know, just Wuhan. science stuff. Just doing science. So that is, that's pretty damning. Yeah, but no one gives, no one cares. And a lot of people do, but no one in position, a uh, position to do anything about it seems to care, unless you believe the Q-tards. Well, no, according to the Q-tards, they've already started their executions down at Guantanamo. Oh, good. Yeah, zero proof needed, but you know. When are they going to execute the father of the vaccine? <laughs> Never, Daddy okay? Trump. Daddy Trump is actually based, and he is totally an Omega, <laughs> so just, you know, you just wait. Just keep on waiting. Waiting Q. Have you seen this stuff about graphene being in the vaccine? It's hard to actually Is that verify. like the, the lighting up stuff? Like a no, highlighter? that would be the luciferase that would be in okay, the, I've heard the vaccine. Somebody told me, I haven't seen a video of it, that like apparently when you put a black light up to people who have been vaccinated, like they glow or something. I've seen a video that looks like it was probably staged where they just taken a highlighter okay, yeah. over some of their veins or something okay. and they were just mocking But the magnet people. thing seems to be... Yeah. I, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen it in person. I do think that there could be something to the whole, the glowing thing. There could be. They put luciferase openly into the vaccines. So that would not surprise me. The graphene is a known toxin along with a lot of the other stuff that goes into every vaccine. But graphene is very alarming, especially because it uh, is what would enable 5G to really uh, trigger something. Mm -hmm. Graphene and 5G go hand in hand in a way that I'm not prepared to explain is graphene like graphite or is it similar or what it could be related um i'm actually not sure about that Hmm. i am not an expert here on this subject but just it's just one of these things i've seen and i don't think it could be completely verified that there actually is graphene in the uh in the vaccines but there is some laboratory report that came out saying that that's what they found there's just so little transparency about what's actually yeah. In these vaccines. Well, and I keep hearing the misinformation put forward when they explain it to the to the dumb people. Like, oh, a vaccine does this. It's a virus. And then 
you know, it triggers an immune response, but this is not an attenuated virus because they have not isolated this right. supposed virus. So it's not even a vaccine by their own definition, but they keep saying that it's a vaccine. It triggers an immune response because we put a little tiny bit of the attenuate, so, but they're not doing that. Yeah. So what they actually did was they, they created a computer model, essentially, of what they thought. Uh, it's really hard to explain, but they... The Moderna CEO even said it just took two days. They took two days and they created a little computer code that they then used the mRNA injection oh to then turn people's bodies into a factory for producing spike proteins. So that's wow. that's definitely not putting in you know an attenuated virus whatsoever. No, but it's, that's what they keep spreading around these these doctors. Mm. So uh, by the way, graphene is just a single atomic layer of graphite okay so it's arranged in a hexagonal or honeycomb lattice that is graphene oh that sounds okay great. so that is a little bit alarming because if you think of what could be happening in the near-term future honestly what we're seeing now could be nothing compared to what this is going to be in yeah. the coming years yeah already it's bad enough People having severe reactions, people dying, getting very, very sick, terrible stuff. But what if they haven't even turned it on yet? What if they haven't even flipped the switch yet? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying they put things into people and they're letting them just incubate or, or go to work. And then when it's all ready to go, they've got everybody filled up with whatever they want them to be filled up with and their bodies producing whatever. Yeah. Then they flip the switch on their little 5G uh, weapon system and then all the bioweapons that are in people, they then get activated. Think about who they targeted first with these vaccines. It wasn't elderly. just the elderly. It wasn't just them, though. But remember, Oprah did say those old people been steeped in racism. They just <laughs> have to die. Yeah. So it could be even uh, it could be even race specific the way that it, it affects people. Yeah. But it, 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 they especially want to get all of the troops vaccinated, right? Police, mm. hospital workers. So let's let's just think of what would happen. Let's say if China, for example, because we're talking about Wuhan, and China is a tool of the Jews, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what Andrew Anglin wants to say. <laughs> Let's just say China wanted to take over the United States. Okay, they've got a huge, a huge uh, uh, foothold in the communication systems. Right, they they could easily even hack our own. They systems. just got an airstrip in Texas right, too. Right, I covered that in the Tribune. So what I'm saying is, if they wanted to take out our defenses, they could flip the switch take out all the people who've been vaccinated and that would be a large percentage of the military. Well, have you heard about all the these police. countries buying like thousands and thousands and millions of body bags? Yeah. Like having them delivered. So do they know that, you know, something... Something big is going to happen? I mean, you know, I've heard about this crap before from Alex Jones and the coffins and everything, but I mean, body bags... Uh, it's coming... Seems to be coming to a head. Yeah. And now, whereas before it was... The Republicans pretending to give some kind of resistance to the masks and the lockdowns yeah. and the vaccines even. Yeah, maybe still some of the run-of-the-mill Republicans, average people who identify as Republicans. But now the Republican leaders are the ones who are pushing for new lockdowns and they're the ones pushing for people to get vaxxed. Yeah, but it's based because yeah. it's fashy. Fascism is always good. It's never bad. <laughs> like fascism, I mean... It's like a tool. Right. Yeah, like a fascist. Depends on who is, is running the so-called exactly, fascism. Exactly. You want to bind together 
for a common purpose, right? But if that common purpose is to enslave you, probably not good. Yeah. Probably not. It reminds me of like the rainbow colored uh, bundle of sticks, the big faggot fashion <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, what, what are they tying us together for? Why are, who are we being tied Invasion. together? Who are we being t- tied together for? Right. <sighs> tied up with def- defenseless. So there is something to the whole divide and conquer. They have fragmented people. They're always looking to get us to war with each other. For sure. Men versus women. um, Even just between the races with the race war stuff that they're pushing. Pro-vax versus anti-vax. All of these different dialectics that they put forward. Abortion, pro-life. But that doesn't mean that we should just try to bind ourselves together with the most degenerate, insane elements of our society. Go go join the GDL or something. Oh, God. Strength in numbers, Goyam. White power. (laughs) White power, brother. They're like a bunch of Mexicans. White power. <laughs> hey, did you see uh, what happened with the the Gretchen um, Whitmer kidnapping thing? No. Remember, remember that whole story about how there was a plot to kidnap yeah. Governor Whitmer. Yeah. It turned out I think twelve of the people who were involved in that plot. So I think it was even over half of the people involved were FBI agents. <laughs> One of them was recently arrested for beating the hell out of his wife. Oh. One of the le- one of the leading guys in the conspiracy was an FBI agent who beats his who wife, beating the okay. hell out of his wife. Yeah, but that was just to justify, you know, going against people who were against the lockdown because it was these people who wanted to take Whitmer out of power because of how tyrannical she was for her actions. And just remember the order of events with things. There were big anti-lockdown, anti-mask, anti-everything uh, protests here in the United States. What happened right after that? Besides, you know, the Gretchen Whitmer stuff. BLM. Yeah. BLM yeah. happened. And they turned on the race war thing. Mm-hmm. And then there wasn't oh, any... they're not done with that. Yeah. <laughs> They'll turn it up again. They definitely they definitely quieted it down once Biden got elected, though. Yeah, for sure. That was just part of their little agenda during their transition of yeah, power. You wait until the next election cycle. Oh, before that, before I'd that, say. Yeah. yeah. But they'll really kick it up, you know, always during it, right before an election cycle. Mm-hmm. Campaign. Time. Have you seen uh, what's been going on with uh, all the, these different companies buying, or not even all these, but some big Jewish companies buying up properties here in the United States? We know about China buying up some properties and everything. You mean like Israelis or just Jews? I'm talking about just Jewish supremacists. I don't even Well, I mean, like, what from. do they not own? What okay. do they have left to buy here? But there are huge, huge uh, uh, companies like BlackRock. You know about BlackRock? Yes, I do. They now have uh, close to $10 trillion under Jesus their management. Christ. They're led by the Jew Larry Fink. Oh. Yeah. We're in good hands, guys. So when you look up uh, BlackRock buying up property, what's really funny is how the Hasbro from these these websites is saying, we shouldn't be worried about this. The, <laughs> Nothing the, to worry about. The Atlantic about. says, BlackRock is not ruining the U.S. housing market. <laughs> so <laughs> we must assume that indeed they are. Yeah, of course they are. Here's one from Vox. BlackRock buying houses isn't to blame for the chaotic blah, blah, blah. I can't see the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, prospect.org. The problem with the BlackRock buying houses meme. It's oh, just it's a meme. It's just a meme, bro. Fox News. Meme. Uh, talks about it, you know... BlackRock and other investment firms killing the dream of home, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wolf Street. No, BlackRock. Blackstone didn't buy 17,000 homes. Okay, so here's the thing. There are two different yeah, investment Black companies. There's BlackRock and Blackstone. 
Okay, and you also have to think about the symbolism here. We're black, black cube yeah. to the Israeli spy agencies. Kaba. Yeah, and the um, the teflon with the mm-hmm. black cube on it. So this is all tying back to this Abrahamic Semitic uh, nonsense. But Blackstone is another company owned by by guess who? A Jew. And they're also buying up a bunch of houses in the United States as well. Properties in general, just. Wow. Just gobbling them up. The Blackstone For what? Group. Just to like own them and, and make money off of them? Or to like reserve them for new people? I am not exactly sure <laughs> yeah. their, their objective here. But what they're able or to just do... to make it so the housing prices go up and nobody can... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What they're doing though is they're able... Because they have so much money at their disposal, they're able to buy these houses uh, and, and do it at, at a essentially a rate that is much lower than if you if you want to go out and take out a mortgage however much yeah, you would have to okay. pay on that they're able to do it at a fraction of that hmm. because they're wealthy Jews yeah uh by the way BlackRock actually they they just have so many things under their management um but they they're they own Pfizer I'm pretty I'm almost 100% sure yeah they own Pfizer and Pfizer of course has this the Jewish head Albert Borla mm-hmm. So it's these, these Jews are just screwing us left, right, and center here. Yeah. In so many different ways, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of another way that they're screwing us, and of course, screwing with our minds, I saw this link to on Drudge. Have you heard of Andy Cohen? Which one? There's so many. I guess there. there's a, there's an Andy Cohen who's, you know, this kind of TV personality. He's a reality show guy. I don't know. Yeah, so... Andy Cohen has this X-rated reality TV show where exes will get together and they'll rate each other from you know, all these different standpoints. They're kissing to their physical endowments to their oral sex techniques. Disgusting. So it involves all sorts of degenerates, a lot of uh, homosexual couples as well. It's just it's just the state that these Jews have brought us to. Yeah. With a show like X-rated. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But of course, you'd expect nothing less right. out of Andy Cohen. <laughs> just for, uh, I, I just hate this Jewish world. It needs to go. Absolutely it does. Needs to go. It really does. But they frame us as a problem. Oh, yeah. The white people. Well, the white people that don't go along with their agenda. Well, no. Pretty much all white people. I saw this, this article about a Penn State professor who singled out in his class. He, he was saying, you know, I could pick pretty much any white guy. You, you that dude over there. Stand up. Yeah. Uh, did you press anybody today? He said, no, I didn't oppress anybody. Well, you're breathing, so you probably oppressed somebody and you're white. So basically, <laughs> you just being white wow. and living is oppressing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, saw, I saw an article also about how an art professor at a public university said that enforcing rules at public schools is racist. And we've seen this narrative so many different times. But this was at Appalachian State University, which just very... Uh, very interesting because Appalachia is where you see a lot of poor white people, mm-hmm. but no, they're not. Pri- they have privilege, even though they're poor. And you know what? They need to have different standards for the white children and the black children because black children getting in trouble because they're breaking rules. That's just white supremacy. Mm. Just ridiculous. Black people don't have to follow the rules. So we saw no, this with COVID no, too, and right? they don't have to show up on time either. No, <laughs> or even like do their jobs. They'll they'll never get fired. It's ugh, yeah, it's insane, and they slow the productivity down for everybody. Then, because you know, people, white people like me, still have to do their jobs. 
I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was a Jew. He's uh, Albert Stabler. He describes himself Probably. as a nearsighted cis white man from Ohio who spent almost 18 years in Chicago making art with young people around the city. Ooh, so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, we've seen story after story like this every single day. And you know, what's, you know what's very telling is that this CRT crap, which is just anti-white genocidal uh, psychological warfare that's being waged on, on children right now, this all came about, uh, not, I mean, obviously it's been around for a while, but this started getting introduced into all these school systems when they were shut down this past year. Oh, they could prepare. Yes. Nice. Isn't Get ready to they indoctrinate the children. introducing this propaganda in while there weren't parents you know, to even object at the school board meetings. They just did it under yeah. the cover of, of darkness of course. during the pandemic. And the, the race war and the pandemic go hand in hand now. Yeah. As we're, we know with the George Floyd crap and all that. But uh, I saw this story about how ratings of the black and white relationships, you know, just the way people perceive the black and white relationship, it's at an all-time low. And this has really started changing around 2012, 2013, which is when, you know, we started really noticing these mm-hmm. things. It was just becoming obvious. And yeah. what we realized is basically what everybody now knows and we were just ahead of the curve mm-hmm. but people people see it. It, it a lot of people didn't see it back when we were first starting to do this they didn't realize that white privilege was this thing that everybody is going to be talking about I yeah they thought to, we were just making a big deal out of something and now it's kind of obvious where we're at yeah. here just because one academic was talking about white <laughs> privilege or noel ignati have said this or that now no, it's in the school coming. curriculum yeah mm-hmm uh, you know, Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken, he's a, a Jew. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's uh, setting up the U.S. to pay reparation, reparations like the U.N. wants us to. Great. This is a bright future. We'll get to pay for not getting a vaccine. We'll have to pay for COVID tests every day. We'll have to pay reparations to the blacks. It's just going to be, it's going to be great. Bright future. Well, it'll be a br- bright future if we follow Matt Heinbach's lead. To kill the wealthy children. <laughs> They're causing climate change. No, but Kyle, That's no, but he, but Kyle, you know what? You you want the Rothschild children to live? You want you? That's what some commenter yeah. came in to run Hasbro. Like that's not what Matthew is arguing for. What's so great <laughs> is that he made that documentary, The Rise of the Nazbol. Yeah, it's been translated into some other languages. Yeah, I'm really happy to see that. That makes me feel good. <laughs> so that that documentary starts off with Matt Heinbach talking to his comrades. And people didn't get it. They didn't get the Nazbol problem. But then, you know, he makes his disappearance. He says he's, yeah, I am a communist, you know, and I, I feel bad for all the, the blacks I offended. You know, I'm not a pro-white anymore, something <laughs> like that. You remember when he made yep. he bowed out? Mm-hmm. Now he's coming back, reviving the Trad Workers Party, and he says he, he's going to celebrate the killing of wealthy children. You know, <laughs> we know where these, the, these wealthy people live. We know where their children live. They have names and addresses. Yeah, so... He's got to really celebrate the, you know, killing the the bourgeois too. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just get rid Avalion of him. must be happy about this, cheering so, him on from the sidelines. <laughs> so mad. And it's to stop climate change because the the glaciers are melting and everything. We need oh to yeah, wealthy children. Responsible yeah. For all of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if Matt also means wealthy black children because there are a lot. But is it just wealthy white people that need to go, Matt? Is you, that it? You remember that interview where he invite or the uh, news crew told him to go to the 
the gun range and he starts shooting. He was shooting yeah. a shotgun. Yeah, and he's got like swastika yeah. stuff and like just. And, do you remember when he was talking about how, unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of black children are going to be murdered. Yeah, by, yeah, by I remember that. Like me, mm-hmm. you know. But so he's basically saying, oh yeah, white white extremists are going to murder a lot of black babies in the coming race war. <laughs> what? What, what what white people that we have ever interacted with are just salivating at the thought of killing black children? <laughs> right. that's, that's what none of them are. No, talking no one about wants to kill to, any child. To, to race war, well, Matt does apparently. Well, Matt's a Jew. I, they see, have a thing for killing children. Do you see Richard Spencer's uh, take on the Holodomor? Yeah, it's just like and his little his little gay butt boy that was co-hosting the with him. It was like they kind of it was kind of their fault. They kind of deserved it. They took the property of the state. They like deserved so that starvation. Originally, Richard kind of blamed it on his wife. Mm-hmm. Saying, "Well, you know, I'm saying that stuff you know, with my wife, you know, the dookiness. But oh, I'm sorry, Mister Logical Patriarch was swayed by a woman's opinion. <laughs> he seems to still believe what that the, the Ukrainian people deserve. Yeah. All of them. Nice cop out. And he was Dickie. he was talking to the third positionist. I looked into him a bit more. He's very big third position pro. Oh no, but third position means NS. It's not the yeah, Nazbols. No, it doesn't. No, it, it's the Nazbols. Third I position, mean, it, fourth position, pretty it's, much yeah. the Nazbols. Before I knew what Nazbol and all of this crap was, just calling NS the third position made sense to me. Because I'm like, yeah. it's not yeah. you know, conservative, it's not Democrat, it's like the third option. But no, they've co opted that. Because that's a quite palatable thing to say. I'm a third positionist. Like, I want best, you know, the left and the right, blue and red, let's mix it together. Um, but no, it just means Bolshevism, okay? If, if any of these little thought leaders are out there representing themselves as third positionists or fourth positionists, it's just Bolshevism. We've got Antifa for the left. That's their flavor of Bolshevism. And we've got the fasci national Bolshevism for the right-wing people. Anybody that's promoting the Strasser brothers, that's <laughs> run the other Ernst, direction. Ernst Rom, these guys, are or enemies. Ebola, which we'll get to well, soon. And Ernst was very much a pederast, and that ties in. The, Ernst. Uh, Ernst Rom. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, what? Ernst Sundel? He's the guy that's taken out. Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the long the, knives, the brown shirts, the, the long knives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's actually get into Ebola. We beat around the bush for long enough. Let's get to this this topic. Yeah, this is very important. And I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a comprehensive thing put together of why Ebola is just so toxic and Jewish. And his name is Evola. To, to... <laughs> we call him Ebola, though. Okay. Um, this is not going to be that comprehensive show. We might do it, might put an article together. But this is just what I found, and it's not... Eventually, I'd like to put yeah. together like a video, even though no one's gonna, no one's gonna freaking watch it. But you never know; it so, spreads around. So there was a guy who really just didn't seem to like women in the comments, Izaros, and oh yeah, he got mad, super triggered. He got mad because uh, this guy Conrad or something like that that was commenting basically said like I don't even remember that he he loves his wife and he'll protect her when they're walking down the street, and that guy's like. What? Something about revering, you know, good women as goddesses or Valkyries or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Oh, that's New Age, according to Izaros. Talking about, was he saying something about spiritual degeneracy? Hubris. Talking about hubris. Which, which, yeah, hubris basically just means pride or excessive pride. So, yes, our fellow white man there was very upset that Conrad would have such excessive pride in, in white women. So... 
You can't have that. So I just, there was something about this Azaros in the way he was writing. I figured he must be a fan of Julius Evola. Yeah. And so I, I asked him about that. I called him out on it. And he never responded. No, saying I'll just wasn't. dodge that question. So I'm damn sure yeah, that he's a big Evola fan. And then I was just thinking, well, I know that Evola wasn't a big fan of women. I got to look more into this. And that's where this, this led to. Uh, but Conrad had an interesting comment uh, in response to the Cesaros. Pull this up if you want. It's hard for me to believe those that promote Evola have ever actually read any oh, book he wrote in entirety. Right. Henry, they just hear it's trendy. Henry the First was too democratic for him. Anyone other than hereditary aristocrats having land titles and power in the state was too socialist for him. <laughs> Degenerate, fat, dandy nobles buggering each other. Gorged on sweets and vats of wine were better than workers or soldiers having any rights at all or any power over lives was what he wanted. Probably because, oh, yeah, probably because that is what he was himself. He idolized yeah. the Greece and Rome where pederasty was better than women, and they were such alcoholics they regularly vomited during meals to make room for more murdered animal flesh. That's yeah, just they have so vom- base. Vomitoriums? vomitoriums, yeah. And they would have like these special bowls that I guess they would then vomit into. So, Avola's uh, views on the hereditary arist- aristocracy was one of the reasons, one of the many, that the SS investigated him and said, we need to limit his cultural influence completely Mm -hmm. within Germany. They let him do a little touring for a while, and then uh, Himmler also agreed, yes, we need to put a a stop to Baron Evola. Even if you you didn't know anything about his views on women, you would still be able to determine this guy is toxic. Look at his artwork, quote-unquote artwork. ugly as hell. Gross. It should have been featured in the Tarte Kunst yeah. exhibits, but mm-hmm. he wasn't a German artist, so. But it it looks worse than some of the stuff that was in there. Yeah, it's horrible. It should be laughed at. Yeah, it looks horrible. Yeah, futurism is Dada oh, futurism. So I think cool. is what it's called. So cool. So, but he, I guess he didn't consider this progressive. The art he was doing. Why was he doing <laughs> classical traditional art? Right. He said, he is quoted as saying, no idea is as absurd as the idea of progress. <laughs> now, I understand progressives with the capital P right. are annoying. But, but to say that that progress is an absurd <laughs> idea, that no, we cannot that's what progress, we should be striving for, is to always get better, no, tradition, stronger. Revolt against the modern world. Kill your air conditioner. Now, <laughs> even, I, yeah. listen, I understand they're... they're the people who say revolt against the modern world aren't advocating for shooting their air conditioners, but that's what it sounds like, yeah. guys. Because you guys are on the internet advocating yeah. to revolt. Then go ahead and start, okay? Stop using the internet. You Stop Bear using Taria. your cell phone. The internet and live stream from right. And it's not like I'm saying, oh, things are great. Oh, this technology is fantastic. No, a lot of this technology is so bad for us, but right. there are ways to do these things in a safer better way it's not the modern world we need to be revolting against we it's need the to be parasite jews yeah <laughs> right it's, it's not progress the idea that we can make things better or we just need to go back i hate this idea that the the best has already been done we cannot we cannot do any better than it we could we should just aim to go back to the the patriarchs of yore oh yeah right so uh, another problem with evola is that he did not put a primacy on race no, he he thought that was very secondary because he did not identify with his supposed racial brethren, the Italian people. He could have very well been a Jew himself, but probably. Um, and he did basically make 
he was supposedly anti-Jew, but they, they, where the SS looked into it like he he is not. <laughs> He's not. He he was trying to flatter them with his mm-hmm. with the so-called anti-Semitism. Yep. The, the kind of people. The Jew is bad because he's so great because he's so smart. He's just yeah, gonna... like Kevin McDonald. <laughs> we should be more like the Jews and have more in-group preference. And women are actually Jews. So he is quoted as saying, "We repeat, race is secondary. Spirit and tradition the primary factor. Tradition. Because in a metaphysical sense, race dwells in the spirit before being expressed in the blood." Oh, yeah. You know, Thank you, Evelyn. You know who wasn't a big fan of him either was Miguel Serrano. Yeah. Who had actually interviewed him. There's an article, uh, hmm. Subversive Teachings, that was put yeah. together on, on the Spangler, Yaki, and also on Evola. And these are three And I've covered, I've covered Yaki, I believe, on that Brown Bread Alliance mm-hmm. show I did, and I wrote an article too. I read uh, a decent amount from Oswald Spangler, mm-hmm. and... It's very fatalistic. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's all good. It, it's all it's coming like down. It's like Nietzsche. It's all coming down. There's nothing you can do to stop it. This is just the course yep. of things. Nihilism. Ride the tiger. That's the. Ride the, the tiger. Yeah. They love that. Men among the ruins. <laughs> yes. Men amongst the Evola ruins. Evola wrote some book. It was like men, sports, and submissive women or something like that. I remember. He has the metaphysics of war as well. Let me see. Submissive so while you, women. So while you look that up, I'm going to mention how oh. in the metaphysics of war, he really praises the Muslims because Muslims tradition, it's all about tradition. He talks about how there is the small jihad and then the lesser jihad and then the greater jihad. And he says that this is something that, you know, we need to really learn from and it's necessary to understand the situation in which the truth path, two paths merge, the lesser holy war becoming the means through which a greater holy war is carried out and vice versa. And yeah, basically, he says, uh, Orthodox Islam conceived of a unitary form of aestheticism, that which is connected to the jihad or holy war. Very much praising the Muslim jihad. Uh-huh. And we've seen this with a number of people. Just think of white Sharia, for example. The Nats Bowls are it, all very yeah. pro-Islam. Is, is Evola basically the, the originator of white jihad? Probably. Or white Sharia? I see, I see, um, apparently Evola made a comment that some women went mad after having sex with occultist Alistair Crowley. I, I would be well. interested to see what, what Julius Evola has said about Crowley or the connections between the two. Well, because I'm sure there are some. magic and stuff. Yep. Well, his whole Eros and the Mysteries of Love things, it's all about like Tantra and all yeah. that stuff. Like. I mean, there might be something to that, but if you have people, like, focusing on not having procreative sex at all and just to transcend, you know, then it becomes, like, oh, your sexual partner could be someone that's doing magic with you, not somebody that you're, like, you know, going to have a family with or have a stable environment to be in with. Yeah. It's all about sex magic. And we've documented before all of the Crowley worshippers within the supposed Like Stephen Flowers as well. The Temple of Set connection. Augustus Sol Invictus. Yep. I wonder, is he, is he out of jail? I don't know. But that was such a very, drama. very seedy, seedy underbelly to the pro white movement, as we found over this past almost decade. It makes me think of that um, that image from 
Alexander Dugan's Facebook page of some woman like being tortured. Remember, yeah. she was like hung up. You know how sometimes crazy people do like they suspend themselves with hooks from their skin. Yeah. So it was like some kind of scene I, similar to that. I could her, only assume. Her, I think her lips are being yeah, like, pulled back like and pierced. Hooks. Yeah, and it said something about how like women love women love to be tortured. It's like part of their spirit or something. That was just on his Facebook page, you know. Well, and, Chad life. And Dugan is a big Crowleyite. Oh yeah, he did the whole the whole performance. performance. It was so gay. It was like I was watching a Pride Parade from you know thirty years ago or however long ago it was. It was so gay. I, I, honestly, I feel like that'd still be edgy to this day. In yeah. Was, People would be all about edgy, that. Like they were stuff. like spinning around on those things. On remember? Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, so let me let me get into a few more quotes here uh, about Evola's views on women, especially American women. Mm, yeah. The Jew Lenny Kravitz. American woman. American woman. American right. lady? American woman. American women are characteristically frigid and materialistic. Oh, uh, yep. The man who has his way with an American girl is under a material obligation to her. The woman oh, has, yeah. The woman has granted a material favor. In cases of divorce, American law overwhelmingly favors the woman. American <gasps> women will divorce readily enough when they see a better bargain. Oh, it is frequently the case in America that a woman will be married to one man but already engaged to a future husband, the man oh she plans God. to marry after a profitable divorce. Yeah, you know, you caught me, Kyle. I'm with you for the money. <laughs> we are so freaking rich. No, wait, you're, you're just planning to... <laughs> I'm actually engaged. No, I'm actually, like, I've been engaged for, like, ten years, um... But like we just haven't really made the made the step yet because I need I need him to make more money. So once you know once I find my new money man, <laughs> I'll go off and get a new man. So actually, maybe we should rewind just a little bit before we get more into the the idea yeah. of, of the manner boon. Yeah, in the manner boon. Um, Dugan basically was inspired by Evola as well. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, this is an article from Quartz. I'm not endorsing the article or the views in it because they're basically, they try to portray people like Steve Bannon and Dugan as these white supremacists and fascists and stuff. <laughs> okay. In the speech, a Q&A part of an event on global poverty, Bannon mentions Evola for his influence on Alexander Dugan, Vladimir Putin's philosopher of choice known for his fascist tendencies. While criticizing Putin's kleptocracy and Dugan's role in forming the thinking that led to the Russian leader's policies, Bannon appears to acknowledge merit in adopting the traditionalist mindset promoted by Evola. Oh, and by the way, Steve Bannon, absolute degenerate, did some sick stuff down in his Florida. Yeah, he had like a like a bathtub full of acid or something, Either right? He's getting rid of bodies in there or some kind of evidence. Or like making meth. I don't know. Do you do you make meth with acid? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. So he said that uh, the mindset promoted by Evola eventually metastasized in fascism with particular reference to his belief that the Judeo-Christian world order is to be defended from attacks of contemporary society. Just look at Evola's nose. Look at his freaking nose. I've never really looked at his face. I mean, come on. Look at this one. He looks like a little vampire Jew boy. That is a Jew. So... In his book, Eros and the Mysteries of Love, which makes me think of Eros and Civilization, right? Uh, the Metaphysics of Sex. Yeah. Eros and the Mysteries of Love, the Metaphysics of Sex. This guy's going to tell us all about it. He's going to tell me what it's like to be a woman. Avila wrote that women should exist as pure feminine nature. 
That meant sticking to the roles in Mother and Lover. Everything else he wrote betrayed the very purpose of women, making of her nothing but a monkey. It's sexism. (laughs) Such a monkey over here, like, making music. It's sexism in a belligerent, violent form. Evola idealized the Hindu concept of sati, an ancient practice in which a recently widowed woman would commit suicide, usually by throwing herself on her husband's funeral pyre and burning with him. (laughs) That's so cool. Rather than go on with life without a man. I mean, taking care of the children, who cares? You don't no, you just, you gotta go. You gotta just leave everything. Evola also argued that the Islamic har- uh, harem is the ideal form of relationship because in it, several women are able to give all their dedication and love to a man without limiting <laughs> him through demands of recip- uh, reci- reciprocity. There is true greatness in her when she is capable of giving without asking for anything in return, he writes in Revolt <laughs> Against the Modern World. Oh my God. And finally, when the man is not perceived by her as a mere husband or lover, but as her lord. Oh, yeah. Evola went so far as to justify rape as a natural expression of male desire, writing in Eros and the Mysteries of Love, that there is no difference between the desire to possess the physically intact woman or the woman who resists, and the root of a specific element of sadism, which is linked to the act of defloration and also exists in almost every coitus. In other words, all sex is rape, and that's why it's pleasurable. <laughs> Later in the same paragraph, Evola writes that, as a rule, nothing stirs a man more than the feeling uh, or than feeling the woman utterly exhausted beneath his own hostile rapture. Fucking Jew. So, yeah, this is the guy that all these people look up to. I mean, now think about, for example, uh, Andrew Anglin's child rape gangs that he Mm -hmm. wants to have. Very Evolian. Did you know he wrote um, La Donna Come Cosa, Woman as Thing? Yeah, women don't have souls. Women don't have souls. He's been credited by, for example, Milo Yiannopoulos, writing for Breitbart, as one of the foundational thinkers of the alt-right movement. Evola, one of the foundational thinkers of the alt-right movement. Of course he is. It makes perfect sense. Milo Yiannopoulos, a guy who promoted pederasty, a, a, a sodomite Jew. Nice. He also advocated for whipping women. Yeah, let's, um, well, let's talk about that. Let's yeah. Talk about that. From his Wikipedia page, now... Wikipedia is not always a reliable source, but this this is what he was all about. He did not neglect sadomasochism so long as sadism and masochism, quote, are manif- magnifications of an element potentially present in the deepest essence of Eros. <laughs> then it would be possible to extend in a transcendental and perhaps ecstatic way the possibilities of sex. So yeah, he was in this, the Crowleyan type of sex mm-hmm. magic. He believed that in Tantra and in sex magic, in which he saw a strategy for aggression, he found the means to counter the emasculated West. Hmm. According to Annalisa Morelli, Evola went so far as to justify rape because he saw it as a natural expression of male desire. Evola also said that in the ritual violation of virgins and whipping women, uh, there were means of uh, consciousness raising. So long as these practices were done to the intensity required to produce the proper liminal psychic climate. He wrote that, as a rule, nothing stirs a man more than feeling, yeah, we already heard that, feeling a woman under, exhausted beneath his own hostile rapture, rapture. Yeah. Oh my so God. So if you whip the women hard enough, you're going to raise some consciousness. <laughs> yeah, you're going to just transcend. You and know, it was... Ritual du- violation of virgins. 
This is what this guy was about. Ritual violation of virgins and whipping women. Oh, and you just wait. We're going to have all kinds of evil of fanboys coming in. Oh, no, he didn't yeah, he mean did, it like he that. Oh, he didn't mean He did good work. Remember the Crowley fanboys who were coming oh, in? Oh, yeah, they'll be but back. he was saying that he, was sac- he wanted to sacrifice children or that sacrificing children was It was the just best like one. a metaphor. He was talking about He's talking about spilling his seed, yeah. you know, because like they couldn't say sperm back then. So they just like, instead of saying sperm, they said, let's kill a little boy. Trouble, and... in trouble for saying masturbating. Yes. But so you he could just say that sacrificing babies is fine. So he went ahead and did that, okay? It was poetic. <clears throat> did you know that it was Dugan that translated a bunch of Evilus works into Russian as well? I didn't know that, but then we also And it was have... distributed in Samostat. Wow. Wow. And then we also have Dickie Spencer's wife who translated, translated. And then it also ties to that um that Rene Guénon guy yep. that I've talked about before. Yep. It's all just Bolshevism. Big, big figure in the new right. So let's go through a few other of the basic principles that you know this guy had regarding women. One, women have no souls; they're incapable of rational and higher thought, and they have no value save when they are completed by men. And I'm, I'm taking these from uh, a blog where this guy basically is like, I can I see some some value in the things that Evola write, but you know, some of the stuff he wrote about women was. Kind of There's also value in what three-year-old children have to say. Right, but I'm just. <laughs> I know, but it's like this is the guy who read his work and was saying. I know. Trying to. See, but uh, the thing that drives me yeah. crazy is that people just start parroting all this stuff because they think it's edgy and cool, and they see other people, you yeah. know, oh, Evola, yeah, he's so cool. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I agree. With I know fashion, everything about him. aesthetic. Right. It's Fashly. it's not cool. You you think you're being cool because it's like counterculture or whatever, but it's not. It's just more Jewish Bolshevism. Revolt against the modern world and have some ritual violation of virgins. Yep. Revolt against the modern world. Whip some women. <laughs> Rape some women. Go for it. Revolt. Yeah. Okay, so number two, the, we already talked about the Hindu rite of Sati should be revived because no true woman could stand to continue living once her lord and master has left her. And it's no loss to kill a soulless animal, of course. <laughs> Three, the perfect future world would be one of iron and violence, of sleek stainless steel and male reproduction by unsullied technology. <laughs> unsullied. Ew, not like those nasty women. A world where women no longer befoul things with their existence. <laughs> Anglin talking about the artificial wombs and the sex yeah. robots. yeah. Right? Yeah. This is, they, they've all been pushing this no, crap. Women are, women are gross roasties. <laughs> Don't you want to just have artificial this is, wombs? This is what he meant when he was talking uh, about the world being cleansed. He wrote, The world is to be cleansed, returned to its pre-Christian state, in which every instant of life is a heroic event made up of acts, symbols, commands, magical gestures. We need to go back to caveman times. Archaic revival. Magical gestures and rituals accompanied by great waves of sound, light, and terror. <laughs> yeah, that's, sound, that's light, and great. terror. It makes me think of some of those weird movies like... Uh, the Holy Mountain, what was that one called? I have Something no like idea. That. Anyway, magical gestures, like the OK symbol, all these other ones, Based. the fashy fashion yeah. throw around. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the manor boat for a moment, okay? He wrote, the substance of every true and stable political organism is something resembling an order, a manor boat. <laughs> okay, so Evola was influenced by Hans Blucher in this regard. Hans Blucher, and I'm probably butchering that name, he was a proponent of the Mannerbund concept as a model for his proposed ultra-fascistic order. 
Bluer believed that pederasty and male bonding provided a basis for a stronger nation and state. Bluer later supported the Nazis, this is from Wikipedia, but turned on them in 1934 when SA leader Ernst Röhm was murdered on Hitler's orders during the Night of Long Knives. They don't mention that Rome was murdered for uh, having been reported to have been raping boys. Mm-hmm. But he was a big promoter of the manor bond, yeah. Bluher's most consistent violation of the code of values and taboos of the father's generation was his affirmation of male homoeroticism and its influence on the Wandervogel movement. This is a deep subject that really needs to be studied by people. If you have time, look into this. Yeah. He learned of the phenomenon itself during school lessons on classical antiquity. Ion of Chios was covered with a passage wherein Sophocles kisses a boy who is serving him at a banquet and falls in love with him. Ugh. The students had to translate this passage and thus got to know a side of ancient life that was deliberately concealed from them. They shook their heads and now knew much more than they had. They also likely found their way better in their own lives. So this is this is great. Pederst is great. In his memoirs, Bluher describes this Steglitz gymnasium of his school days as a place where homoerotic relationships were quite common among the boys. I'll, I'll cool. just mention, this is quite common amongst the elite boys. Yeah, yeah, okay? definitely. And I noticed this in college too. The public school uh, children that, or they weren't children at the time, but the people who were schooled in public schools were way less homoerotic than the guys that I knew from the private schools. Yeah. The really rich ones. He wrote, but I am not aware of a single case where a uh, where such a love of a boy had led to lustful attacks. For us, it was simply good form not to touch boys before they were mature. However, erotic relationships were decidedly more lively among peers. Here we were seized by the full inflamed Eros, and it swept us away through all the gloom. So this is the Eros that uh, that we hear about so much, right? It's not love for a woman, it's a love for... For boys. boys. Yeah. And so that's why you're... And not even a love of them, yeah. actually a an hatred appetite. of them, because you want to destroy their innocence. Yeah. An appetite for boys. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can whip the women and rape them and everything, but love the boys. Um, Bluher considered an observation made by Jansen during a personal conversation as fundamental to his own intellectual life. Where does the vitality that is capable of giving rise to such a movement of masculine youth come from, if not from men who, instead of loving a wife or becoming the father of a family, loved young men and founded manor bunda? <laughs> Through Jansen, Bluher also became acquainted with the philosopher and zoologist Benedict Friedlander and was introduced to the Geimenschaft der Eigenen community of the unique, an association of homosexual literati, scientists, and artists founded by him and Adolf Brand. Brand published the magazine Der Eigen, the Unique, from 1896 to 1932, in which he campaigned for the emancipation of homosexuals and for art and masculine culture. Brunat identifies Bluher in 1912 as a member of both the Community of the Unique and the Scientific Humanitarian Committee of Magnus Hirschfeld, hmm. the, tra- yeah, the, the trainee tra- Jew guy and sees Bluher's early work as an intersection serving as the bridge between the various concepts of homosexuality and masculinity on the one hand and Freudian psychoanalysis on the other. Okay, that's enough of that. People, look into Bluher, look into the von der Vogel movement, look it's into pederasty. the Banner Bund, and this is, it's tying so This is the alt-right. This is all of this faggotry. So back in 2006, 
at the sixth New Right meeting in London. You've, you've heard about these New Right meetings, yeah. right? And you got Greg Johnson. Why is his, his whole book and the idea of the New Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was Aryan Metapolitics. Uh, this was covered on Aryan Futurism, the blog. And they Run by that. a homosexual brony nationalist. Is, is James J. O'Mara the guy who runs Aryan Futurism? I think it is, yeah. I'm not sure. But oh, okay, but they not, promote it's, 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 the whole idea totally of Aryan Futurism. And yeah. just to remind you, James O'Mara was the one who wrote the blog um, Where the Wild Boys Are. Yes. And it said, uh, pitiless hordes of adolescent males in thongs, in, rainbow, in rainbow thongs. That's very close. Aryan Fu- James J. O'Mara, <laughs> Aryan Futurism, heavy metal and theogenic mysticism, and pitiless hordes of adolescent warriors in rainbow thoughts. Oh, I was close. That's the tagline for his blog. Yeah. And this is a guy that's been celebrated on the new run. And this is, uh, Greg Johnson called me a cookie cutter feminist on Lana's show. Do you remember that? Yeah. I thought that was so great. So here's just the beginning. <laughs> cutter. The beginning of this speech from 2006. It starts with, good afternoon, comrades. Sounds a lot like... Uh, <laughs> Greetings, Mr. comrades. Mr. Heinbach. This afternoon, I'll be talking about the neglected figure of Hans Blucher, who we just heard all about. Wow. A little about his life, the intellectual tradition from whence he came, how he revolutionized that tradition. Yay! And finally, a little on his influence and potential influence. Hans Blucher championed the cultural significance of homosexuality and the manner boned. Mm. He won a widespread following, first with readers of Adolf Brand's Der Eigen and the nation German youth movement, notable, notably the Vondervogel, then later with the state. So... Like a big, big proponent of promoting more, more pederasty. I'm so shocked that a homosexual would do such a thing. Oh, wow. These are the people who are supposedly going to save us from the degenerate West. Yeah, they do good work. Uh, Then we have this uh, a blog from or a blog from Tumblr. It's called the Future Primeval. You know, we're talking about Aryan futurism and also yeah. going back to the ways. Yeah. The future is Archaeo the past. The future is the past. Like, uh, oh, Red, Red Ice. Ice yeah, Ryan, that right? used to be their stupid thing. Um, it's all it's all influenced from these same yep. sources. Yep. This guy writes, uh, and he ties in something really interesting, which is Mencius Moldbug. He writes, the manor boon is the source of sexual morality, which is actually a subset of property Sexual rights. morality. Yes. Because, you know, being a fag and a pederast is moral, but being a woman so, and enjoying sex? Sexual well, morality is actually a subset of property rights, since women are naturally the property of men. Of course. I need to get the title to you, the deed. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I have it in the drawer. I oh, know my dad has it. Oh, yeah, my dad didn't did? give it. He oh didn't give God. it to you? This is Bastard. so embarrassing. I can't believe my dad forgot to hand over my rights so of ownership. Of, men, of either their fathers or husbands. Suppose you have a good friend. Suppose this friend has a girlfriend. Do you hit on your friend's girlfriend in front of his face? No, why not? Behind his back. Isn't she a free individual <laughs> enjoying all the rights afforded to her by a liberal democratic enlightenment society? Oh, yeah. I'm really enjoying in- these rights. Including the right to accept and decline sexual offers with consent. I love how that's a, that's a right... Like, that, that needs to be awarded to you? She doesn't have to accept your advances, but why is it anathema to even make them? The reason is that your friend's girlfriend is your friend's property. Uh, you have to be a wife. Here's a girlfriend, you're the property of the There's family. no such thing as just having morals and values. It's all about who owns who. And if the two of you are friends, you're members of a manor boon with at least two men. Oh my she, god. Any friend you have, you're part of a manor boon. So Get with it, guys. Gay. She is his, not yours, and hitting on her would be just as bad as reaching into your friend's wallet. 
This little example illustrating how women are naturally the property of men does not require formality or affirmation by the state to be accurate. In fact, this little example is an example of civilization and order on a relatively <laughs> tiny three-person So scale. what about the other way around? That a female wouldn't hit on their friend's no, boyfriend? No, she wouldn't because they're all disloyal. Oh, right, right, right. right. Oh, they yeah. kept it on <laughs> with ritualistic spankings. <laughs> with, with two men and a woman, the correct way to resolve the problem for competition of mates is the manner boon and the resulting instinctual respect for property rights. Well, remember that blonde in the belly of the beast retard was saying that, you know, she thinks public beatings are in order for, for Europe treasonous European women. Yeah. Do you remember her uh -huh. little script that she was mm -hmm. reading? If you want civilization, you need order. And order, contrary to the pious proclamation of some, is often most stable when it is instinctual and unspoken. And this is where it gets good, where we tie in yet another figure who is very crucial to all of this, and it goes neglected. Most people... Let me guess. Give me a hint. It's Mencius. Oh, Mencius. Moldbug, who we talked about last week, that his brother um, mm -hmm. was a terrorist and put a bomb, set a bomb off. It could be argued that the family, specifically the nuclear family, is a more basic socio-political unit than the manor bund, but this approach is incorrect. To paraphrase Mencius Moldbug, the Jew. hominids need government and politics because hominids are social and violent. To clarify Moldbug, <laughs> hominids need government and politics because male hominids are social and violent. A man's woman and children are extensions of the man and dependent on the man's capacity for violence on their behalf. <laughs> i.e. on their man's capacity to defend them physically from other men. Women and children are social, but their capacity for violence, physical but also psychological, is negligible compared to that of a man's. And for this reason, they are de facto property, not political agents themselves. The man or oh. boy, not the family, is the basic working socio-political unit. Oh my god, now, the bathhouse. Now, now you can see why these guys don't want women training jujitsu. Yep. Right? Remember how upset they get when they see anything Oh, they get so that? pissed. Women shouldn't even know how to shoot a gun. Yeah. They shouldn't, they shouldn't, they should only be dainty little weak feminine creatures. Don't yeah. lift weights. Don't, don't do anything Don't like lift that. weights. Oh no. You're going to, you're going to turn into a man. So what's very interesting here is that he's completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now. Completely on average, gay. On average. Women are going to be less physically strong and violent. Uh, I mean, look at violent crime. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah, women yeah. committing. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I, I'm saying the capacity for violence. I think right. women have a could have could have. Oh, a absolutely. It's just it looks violence. different. So the what I'm getting at is women are physically less strong on average than yeah. men. Yes. That does not mean that they cannot be more effective with their violence. Right. And we have seen this. You training with. Guys and submitting them. and just Bigger crushing guys. their souls. Bigger guys and they get so <laughs> they upset. get so mad. They're like, "Oh, uh, my neck!" Like I, not all of them. I, you can tell the ones that are actually comfortable. They're like, "Hey, good one. I'm gonna get you back." You know. These but some just, of them are like, "Oh, these weren't complete newbies either." No, these are people who had a decent amount of experience, not as much as as yourself, right? In many instances, which is why I was able to. <laughs> but still, large men who have been training in combat sports. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that, in a, you know, you're going to be able to beat them in a boxing match right. you know, or, or right. beat them in a street fight. Nor say. would I want to try. Right. But I don't even want to try. What I'm saying <laughs> is they don't want women to even have any means no. of protecting themselves no. because then they would no longer be seen as an extension of the man who needs to protect exactly. them from violence. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want a man to protect right. me, a right. man that's stronger and everything. Of course I do. That's not like saying, oh, I can do this all on my own. But, but you're not always going to be with me. Right. I need to have at least something to rely on. Like this one um, 
thing I was watching, I told you about where this woman was kidnapped. And there were so many instances that I saw that she could have escaped. Um, because this, obviously the guy like, you know, had a gun to her for a lot of it, but then he went to go check them into a motel. And during that time, the man is literally facing away from her. Um, now I, I wouldn't run because she was afraid he would shoot her. Like he was freaking crazy. So he's there checking in at the motel. She's behind him. All she had to do was go up behind him, like lock in a rear naked choke. This guy was not big. He was like a little mex shit. She could have locked in a rear naked choke. Had him unconscious, tell the lady, call the police, I'm being kidnapped. But when you're not taught these things, you are powerless. You think that there's yeah. nothing you can do. And here's here's something I'm going to say. If you have a smaller person, maybe they're not even that physically strong, and they have a locked-in rear naked choke on you, and they're doing it right, which is that they're hiding their head, pushing like their head into four yours, to five seconds. You, you can't even, you don't have the power to, to punch, punch them properly you could try falling back on the ground i guess but yeah but uh, most times you people just panic they don't know what to do yeah um yeah i've i've had younger people either uh you know rolling with them or even even our son Mm -hmm. he knows i do oh oh. i don't tap to it because they've got a big neck and i don't want to have him let him have that i do satisfaction but it's a good one yeah he's seven years old seven so, and he's got a sick arm bar, too. So learn how to defend yourselves. Do not be weak. And it's not its not uh, rejecting femininity to learn no. how to defend yourself. No. I feel like intelligent women, uh, strong women, mm-hmm. are, are the most idealistic kind of feminine figures. Right. A lot of I the, agree. This guy likes to talk about you know, ancient Greece and stuff. There were very strong mm-hmm. female figures in ancient Greece. Yeah. For example, um, Athena. Minerva. It's just so it's just so one dimensional thinking that a woman needs to just be this one thing. That's it, and that she can't be many things. Like I, I think it's good to be dynamic. You know, like you should be able to dress up and get all pretty if you want to. But that's not what being a woman is all about. That's not the end all be all of our existence. I actually, want to be able actually, to know how to do things. I listened to Philosophy Cat. I did it I was ga- I, I was going to pull this up, honestly, because, I mean, I, is I she can... just that unself-aware or is she just shilling? Listen, I, I can try to summarize this <laughs> really quickly because we don't want to listen to it. Look, her entire thing is Julius Evola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I watched her yeah. video titled Traditional Woman's Path to Heroism. Step one, start a YouTube channel. <laughs> so... I had to watch this at 1.5 speed, and then I even turned it up to two times speed because I just couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably a bunch of word salad. So basically, here's her message: work on yourself, not the world. Uh, w- to women, women. not talking yes. about men. This is a message to women because you know women are totally watching this channel. It's so, not a bunch of dudes. So try, try to better yourself. Don't try to better the world. Of course, this is really hypocritical because she's putting herself <laughs> out there, yeah. trying to teach people better right. the world. So why why, why isn't she just focusing on herself? Why she, isn't she having she's babies? Special. She's oh, a special. she's a she's a special woman. Okay. Okay. So women have a passive path to, to heroism. It's not an active one. Oh. She makes this very clear. Oh, we just sit back and it must be through dedication to a man. She also puts, really. What's funny mm. is she puts personality in air quotes because basically women don't have. If them. you have personality, yeah. that's narcissism. That's oh. what she says in the video. Okay, section. got it. Well, aren't you a huge narcissist with your face all over your channel and all your thumbnails with your little picture? Don't, Why are you trying to better the world? Don't worry about that. 
<laughs> I how can I be special women, like her? Women can only be mothers and lovers. Okay, she talks about she how, is not a mother. What's funny? Okay, so here, another hypocrisy. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how she might justify this. It's because she's not even relaying her own thoughts. She's relaying the thoughts of Julie. Julie's oh, so she's a mouthpiece for a exactly, man. For a man. Got it. Just helping to. Which makes work. no sense because she pretended to be against the whole white Sharia thing. I'm pretty sure she took all that down. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's just completely un like just not self aware at all that she doesn't see that she's a giant walking hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, or if she just like gets shekels for doing this. I don't think so. She has you know like three thousand views a video. It's not so, that huge of an impact. But. She says that. Uh, Basically, women can only be mothers and lovers if they're going to be following. So again, why are you on, why are you having podcasts? Why are you getting together with all these other traditional ladies to talk? Because you guys are supposed to just be worrying about yourselves mm-hmm. and not the not the world. So basically, there are two archetypes: Demeter and Aphrodite, and all women fall on a spectrum Either. between those. Totally, there's no divergence from and that. She said there are fewer Aphrodites, and these are the ones that really exceptional men would go. Oh, for. like her? Def- I could tell she definitely thought like she was me, an of course. <laughs> you know, there's like only a few of them in the world, but, but she, I'm she, one of them. Aphrodite's not even that special. She's to quote. Just a sidekick to the superhero. Oh, right. Just a sidekick to the superhero. Right. Cool. And so where's your husband? Why are you all over is, YouTube? Is that, is that the guy she sings with? In I don't think that's her husband. No. It could be. I don't know. But, you know, why are you all over? Where Where's your husband? I thought you are supposed to be his sidekick. So it's just all about how to serve men in, in different ways. That's Ugh. basically that's how you become a hero. So go man, ahead and serving. St- <laughs> yeah. Good thing I don't want to be a hero. Um, why don't you go ahead and, (laughs) yeah, I love how people always get so triggered that I, that I called my parody account Goyam Goddess. Like I'm actually putting forth that I am a literal goddess. Worship her. Worship me. It's called a joke. And it actually started as Shiksa Goddess, but then I just changed it because, you know, they had banned, they had banned that profile name, but I just love how. They they just pretend for a second that I'm <clears throat> not using my real first and last name. Yeah. <laughs> no, I only ref- so, you can only refer to me as Goddess Sinead. So uh, a few people who also <clears throat> promote Evola survived the job. He's a big defender. I saw he did a, a video. Yep. He loves his Evola. Uh, any any others that come to mind? Um, this Robin whatever Robin Riley. They do a show called Girl Talk. You guys are not girls. You're grown women. Yeah. Stop calling yourself girls. You're not a girl. Okay? You're a woman. But are I just want to... I want to be, like, cute for my male audience. She's like... wearing that leopard. Yeah, and leopard she has a cat. Shirt. But she's, you know... Trad. But she's wearing a turtleneck leopard thing, <laughs> so it's trad. That Robin Riley woman, I would not be surprised if she was chosen. Well, she can be. It's okay. Well, she's Catholic, so, you know, it's close enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, big story about the Catholic, uh, uh, administrator, very big within the, uh, the Vatican. He was overseeing the church's response to uh, all these child abuse, uh, scandals. Yeah. It came out that he was using a uh, grinder almost every single day and frequently. I am bars. so shocked. But Catholicism is really like, it's so based. It's how we're going to reject the degeneracy of the West. I've been listening to E. Keigel Jones, Nick Fuentes, Milo, 
We just got to embrace Catholicism. Do you remember that Arab? Oh, what was his name? Like he was all he was everybody's little pet Arab for a while when he did that show Ollie or something. Did a show with Lana. Oh, I don't remember. I forget what his name was, but basically, I used to you know have a Facebook and be friends with people on there, and there was this guy who, um, all, after he started hanging out with that Arab guy, all of a sudden. His family is like trad Catholic and he's like putting his wife in a scarf and like they're all going to Catholic church every week with this Arab guy. Just thought you were so pathetic. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So let's think about some other people that seem to be embracing this manner boomed idea. Of course. Of course you've got Jack Donovan. Jacked off a man. Jacked off a man. Roosh. And, and the way that he talked about um Effing guys with daddy issues mm-hmm. really made me think that they were younger guys. Yeah, of course they were. Daddy issues yep. looking to him as a daddy. Yes. And, and so many people promote this guy. And this is what you called that Richard Spencer on promoting him, yep. giving talks about masculinity to a bunch of young, impressionable guys with this guy's a and, son. Like, and when we brought up the back when we still trusted Red Ice, we brought that up to Lana, me and naively thinking she didn't know about it. And I remember her just dismissing it. Like, I don't know. I don't think that's really him. Uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Bronze Age, Bronze Age Pervert. Yep. Very big talking about the manor bone, posting pictures of all these. Patrick Gacy. Yeah, posting pictures of all these uh, oiled up. Homoerotic. Naked guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but don't call that out. Physique Friday. Oh, Physique Friday. Yeah. That's no women. Yeah, that's essentially another man or boon. It's so gay. They're like posting pictures for other dudes. The lift waffle. <laughs> not that not that it's gay to lift. It's not at all. But if you're posting pictures with your pubes sticking out of your pants in yeah. front of the mirror for other dudes, it's gay. Oh, some of them are just they're basically taking the woman out of the wheat field and replacing them with like a yeah. jack. Uh-huh. Literally, yeah. it's guys through the wheat fields. Yeah. It's so gay. Uh, there was a a podcast I saw, Full House. When I was looking yeah, at it's it's like associated with Mike Enoch and TRS, I believe. Mm-hmm. More was, nonsense. This was about fifteen months ago that this one came out. It's called The Manor Boon. The episode HT was just on that, by the way. The Full mm-hmm. House. Uh, and what's really funny is it just ties together so many different things here. The break track was The Portal by Burzum, Varg Vikerness. Oh, his bass music. I didn't listen to any of this. I just saw the description. Smasher endorses Jack Donovan's The Way of Smasher? Men. That sounds like a gay app, like yeah. Grinder. Yeah, or or like a crusher of Bertaria. Yeah, it's crushing, another, ladle that gravy. Man, that's another manner boon. Another manner boon, absolutely. So Smasher endorses Jack Donovan's The Way of Men and Olinsky's Rules for Radicals, which oh, you should download. Good old Saul. Um, Nietzsche's Thus Spoken. Zarathustra. Yeah, Nietzsche, the one who said um, God creating females was a mistake. Yeah. So I guess he, all all female creatures in nature, you know, every single animal, you know, anything, even plants, how they have a uh, feminine, you know, parts. Uh, no, that's a mistake. That's an absolute mistake. Mm-hmm. So you know what's really weird and disturbing, but also telling about all of this is that you've got these guys, like the ones promoting the manor boon, who think that the way to create the men of the future, the strong defenders of the West, is by raping boys. boys. What's also crazy is that the people of the Frankfurt School and those like Wilhelm Reich thought that the way the to, to not create to create 
the opposite of Nazis, to get rid of the Nazis, was by raping boys. So either way, whichever side that you choose to be on, you'll boys. be raping boys. I, I, and I'm not... That's I'm not, not an over-exaggeration. That's literally what it is. And Evola was directly associated with this Manor Bund nonsense. Who is the guy's name again? The one that started it? Oh, the Hans beat Blew Her. Blew her. And it's all it ties back to Bolshevism, Dugan, the alt-right, all this anti-woman nonsense, uh, Mencius Moldbug the Jew, Neo-Reaction, Dark Enlightenment. Neo-Reaction came... Archaeofuturism. That came before the alt-right. And that, yeah, that was... That, that transformed was, into the alt-right. Yeah, that was the beginning of the alt-right. And Ramsey Paul was, was a guy who used to have NRX attached to his name, then he became <laughs> the alt-right guy, and I was calling this out from the beginning. I remember talking to Seventh Son on that stream I crashed on Millennial Woes. Yeah, you're like, where did this alt-right term come from? I was talking about their neo-reactionaries, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're alt-right. Yeah. It's yeah. like they all decided, okay, today's the day. We're going to change it. Either way. Even it's the if same they were, thing. Even if they were de- disparate. Both started by Jews. Manchus Mulbo mm-hmm. being one. And then Gottfried. All Gottfried. National Policy Institute. Richard Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, on the left-hand side, though, uh, I talked about this recently in an article when the German occupied German government placed foster children with child rapists as an experiment. And this is just so disturbing. Yeah. It was just a left-wing version where they were taking these boys, homeless boys, in you know post-Nazi Germany and handing them over to known child rapists. It's insane. Because, you know... It was the opposite of what the Nazis were doing. So, so it must, you so know, must, must help it. them. Yeah. It, literally, that's what they were saying. Was yeah. That, you know, this is going to, this is going to create a, a better loving world. And it was, this was approved by the Berlin Senate. This was a known government program yeah. to put little children with people who'd rape them mm-hmm. knowingly. They, this is. They knew everything that was going on. The quotes are, you know, when this and guy's testifying, Kettler's testifying before the Berlin Senate. It's all out there in the open. Uh, yep. how, Zogs need to die. Zogs yeah. need to be beheaded. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because this is what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. doing it here, here in the United States as well. The call boys touring the White House. Yep. Uh, and, and politically, I think the pederasty is what these people are all into. Absolutely. Of course they're raping girls too, but that's not that's not as political. Right. I think as as the pederasty. Yeah. I think this pederasty, patriarchy, and I'm not saying all all patriarchy or all men are, you know, guilty of it's these certain this certain clique, these certain It's this elite, fashy nonsense. These guys it's have poison. a tradition. They have a tradition yeah. going back thousands of years of raping boys. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're talking about when they're talking about tradition. traditional. Yeah. yeah. Raping girls, I mean, that's just for, that's for pleasure. But for creating the men of tomorrow, mm-hmm. you gotta rape the boys. It's just... Yeah, and that's, this is, these are the people that apparently are going to save us from this degenerate, liberal, feminist, fe- feminist society. <laughs> how, how conclusively do we need to prove this all? We've tied it all together. Yeah. We have known child predators, pederasts. James Mason, even, you know, with the whole siege nonsense. It's just pedophiles everywhere. And you've got Stephen Flowers, and I mean the Temple of Set. Yeah, I, I mean the whole thing is infested. Yeah, it, absolutely it, it, infested. Absolutely. Well, why don't they work with anybody? You don't even interview. Gee, anybody. I wonder why. I don't want anything to do with any of these organizations or groups. Sure, none might, of it. There might be some genuine people. Yeah, but there. I'm not taking a chance again. But the the spokespeople, the yeah. people who are out there leading movements, 
That's the thing that pisses me off the most is that, like, people don't hold leadership accountable. At least I haven't seen it. Does that Simon Lindbergh guy still run Nordfront? Has anyone there spoken up about their promotion of Russian imperialists and their promotion of all... I mean, Nordfront. Do they promote Evola? Probably. Probably. Let's see. Nobody even called them out on it, really. It was all swept under the rug. Unless people listen to us, they don't know any of this material. No. About about the people who pretend to be our allies. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Nobody's connected the dots like we have. No. But with the Nazbols before. Now Matt Heimbach, you know, openly, yeah, I'm I'm a Nazbol. Nazbol. I'm throwing <laughs> national Bolshevism. Murder the wealthy children. I'll applaud. Mm-hmm. It, what is their English site for Nordfront? Nordic Resistance? I mean, they have Nordfront.se. Yeah, they have some English uh, on, sections yeah, on that. Yeah, I thought they something. did. Let's see. Yeah, but the, the, the whole thing is just so convoluted. Rotten to the core. I mean, you might... Oh, yeah. I see Evelyn. All over Nordfront. Yeah. And Simon Lindbergh. Yeah. So, Nordfront people, wh- when are you going to... Throw out the... Why, are, why do you want this? Why do you think that promoting Evla is somehow the answer to getting rid of the Jewish problem. Oh, but they got curious up there with his revolt against the modern world music. And they they promoted Dugan, too. Curious literally making, like, synth wave and claiming to revolt against the modern world. Why are you using synths? Why are you using a digital audio workstation? Why are you using the computer? Yeah, it should be more like the birds I'm using. Yeah, shouldn't you be like... You shouldn't even be recording anything because that's that's modern. Should only be live. So nobody can hear your shitty music. That's not what I meant about revolt against the modern world. I meant about ritualistically abusing women and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's totally based. Yeah, Nordfront. Fucking awesome. Great. Uh, ritualistic deflowering of virgins. Look I mean, at this guy's face. Julius Eva, look at that nose. It has, like, the classic, like, six underneath yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this this guy is the, the leader with his monocle. And this is who so many people turn towards. More so than Mussolini these days, right? Yeah. When, you, when you're looking at these fashy fashions, they're all inspired by Evelyn. Evil, they don't really talk about the... Uh, I love how Jack Donovan is associated with him. It's like, readers also bought Oswald Spengler, Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> Jack Donovan, and Yukio Mishima. Hey, Teddy was actually revolting against the modern world, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he was. He lived in a cabin. He, he was the only one that really meant it. <laughs> I mean, that whole thing is very suspicious Yeah, as there's well. a lot of questions, though, about that. Yeah. And he didn't call it the Jew. He wasn't smart enough to figure out the Jew problem. Yeah, right. Okay. So, there it is, people. We've laid it on the line. Evil is gay. Not just gay. A pederast. And pro- uh, the, whole, the whole movement promotes this crap. It's not just anti-woman. Right. If you're if you're sick of hearing the anti-woman stuff, I get it because I'm sick of talking about it. But how about you focus on the pro pederasty stuff? Because anybody that hates women that much is a homosexual pederast. Wait, whoa, Andrew Anglin when he he talks about goo holes. Yes, that's that's homosexual. Yes, but he says he wants to rape all these little girls and stuff. How homosexual? homosexual? Yeah, I honestly think his his whole. uh, you know, child rape gangs and impregnating these teenage girls. That's just a cover so people don't realize that he just absolutely fag. hates women because he's, yeah, gay. A faggot. <sighs> so there you go. Yeah, that's hey, good news, that's guys. It. Your whole freaking pro white movement 
is full of sick pederasts. And, and you guys get mad at us for telling you the truth. Telling really? you that you need to clean house. Don't tell us that. You should be working alongside these people. No. Never. Not in a million freaking years. Not in six million years. There get go, that guys. shit away from me. All right. Hey, buy some products from Heathen Herbs. Yeah. Su- we got candles. We got candles. We got soap. We got shampoo bars. We got incense and stuff. other stuff. stuff. Good stuff. I got a new song coming out August 1st. I might even have a remix ready in a few days because I'm entering a competition. Kyle helped me write it. It's going to be good. Yes, it is. It sounds good. Guys, if you want to support what we're doing, please support do. me. <laughs> if you want to support me, send some some things down to the P.O. box. Yeah, because Kyle and I, uh, you know, he does help me with Heathen Herbs, but he also is doing his own thing, running the Tribune. That's all him. I don't do any of that. He works on it every single day, at night, in the morning. He's extremely dedicated. So, you know, if you want to help out by... Sending him some shekels or some words of encouragement for all the hard work he does, that is appreciated. Yeah, thank you. It helps both of us, obviously. <laughs> and we'll continue to expose all the darkness that surrounds us. Talk yep. to you guys again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Try to stop the recording. Huh? Just trying to stop the recording. It's on your end, dude. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Yeah.